Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shift. Hey, spiritual warriors, this is Faith Cloth and Green. Welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm praying that you're having a blessed week so far. Um, you know, it's been really rainy here in Atlanta for the last few weeks, and I used to couldn't stand the rain. I used to always think, oh, I just want some sun in my life. Oh, I'm so tired of this gloomy day. But you know, now I look at the rain in a very different way. And when I think about it, I think about the rain that God is sending to the earth to to saturate it so that a harvest can come forth. And with all this rain, I'm believing that there's an abundant harvest coming forth from heaven. So I'm just grateful for the rain. And I would encourage you to just be grateful because God is doing something. No matter what's happening in your life, no matter the circumstances, God is doing something in your life. And I would admonish you to seek him for what that thing is that he's doing, the rain that he's bringing, whatever the rain looks like in your life, it has a purpose. If there's a rain of illness, it has a purpose. If there's a rain of frustration, it has a purpose. If there's a rain of lack, it has a purpose. If there's a rain of of storm, of hardship, whatever it is, it has a purpose. And you know, I tell people all the time, Sometimes we have to stop looking at what is happening to us so that we can take a step back and look at why it's happening to us. Because God has a great purpose for everything that he does in our lives. And if we sit at his feet and we establish relationship with him, we will come into better understanding of what his purpose is for those things in our lives. And when we have understanding, the word says, in all you're getting, get understanding. When we have understanding, then we can come to combat those things and respond to those things in the proper way. See, when you don't understand what it is that you're fighting, or why you're fighting, you bring the wrong weapons to the fight. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. And so I would like to admonish you now to sit at the feet of the Father so that he can show you what you need to know, which brings me into our moment of worship for this week. We're going to take a moment to set the atmosphere before I jump into this week's lesson. And I'm going to play Tasha Cobb's Forever at Your Feet. And I would just admonish you to open yourself up to receive this message, to receive God into your heart, into your spirit in a new way so that he can give you understanding. So stay tuned for Forever at Your Feet. And immediately following that, we will jump into season four, episode number two.
Okay, I pray that that blessed your soul. It's one of my favorite worship moments just to get into a space of spontaneous worship with God and to bask in his presence and his glory. So I pray that you guys actually will continue to listen to that and just create your own space of worship this week as you set the tone to sit at his feet. So I'm going to jump into our... Uh, episode for this week, we are in season four of War in the Spirit, the season of order, restoring God's divine order. And this is episode number two entitled, Where is Your Seat? And I wanted to talk about this topic particularly because I think it's so important to understand where your seat needs to be in regard to God. Um, So I'm going to start with uh, the first scripture of reference, and then I'll jump into the lesson. So the first scripture of reference is Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 through 28. And it says, then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to Jesus with her sons, bowing down and making a request of him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, command that in your kingdom, these two sons of mine may sit one on your right and one on your left. But Jesus answered, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? They said to him, we are able. He said to them, my cup you shall drink, but to sit on my right and on my left This is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. And hearing this, the 10 became indignant with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not this way among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So, you know, as we unpack this scripture, we see this mother. And she goes to Jesus asking him to give a seat to her sons next to him on the throne. But he says, do you even know what's required in order to take that seat? And do you understand that I can't even give it to you? It's a thing that you have to go to the father for. And as I unpack this, it made me think about how so many of us are so reliant on other people to establish our relationship, our Christianity, our belief. Like when I think about how reliant people have become on church leaders and voices in the kingdom, um, pastors and preachers and prophets, it reminds me of this. And Jesus said, I can't even grant you that. I can't grant you a seat in the throne room. Only the father can do that. 
And so when I think about that, it makes me think about how many of us are relying on God's sons and daughters to get us into the throne room. But the only way that we can get into the throne room is through the father and through our own relationship with the father. Yes, God gives us people and voices to speak and direct you. But what they should be directing you to is not them as the voice in your life, but they should be directing you to God as the voice in your life. You should be going directly to the father to gain instruction, insight, confirmation, whatever. Your pastor, your leader, the prophet in your life should be bringing confirmation to what you have already heard directly from the father. Do not settle for a middleman between you and God. See, the seat that many of us seek is a high place for ourselves and is not a seat that we should be seeking. In fact, it's that seat that makes you ineligible for the seat in the throne room. The seat that you should be seeking is the one at the feet of Jesus. When you choose that seat first, it becomes the seat that leads you to elevation. But many of us have it backwards. See, we all want access to the throne room. But we don't understand that the high place, the road to the high place is the low place. You can't get to the high place without sitting at his feet. You can't get to the high place without humbling yourself. You can't get to the high place without establishing relationship with him. But we all want a seat at the table. But nobody wants to do what's necessary in order to get there. You see, there's a sense of entitlement that says, oh, I believe God, and so you should give me a seat. But the question is, you believed, but did you obey? Did you sacrifice? Did you surrender? Did you study? Did you seek? Did you ask? Did you knock? It's not enough just to believe in order to get a seat at the table. If you want a seat at the table, if you want to get to the point of true elevation in God, it starts with sitting at his feet. So I'm going to give you another example. It comes from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And you know what's so funny about this is, is many of us get in, we get in this mode that says, well, I did more than such and such, God. I've served longer than such and such, God. I, I've, I've, 
I've been in position. I've been here longer. I have more uh, experience. I have more tenure. I have more, more years of service. I have more. But that's not the thing that actually matters. What your hands are doing is not the thing that establishes the seat. It's what your heart is doing that establishes your seat. Martha, um, Mary had a heart for God. Martha put her hands to work. But Mary put her heart to work before God. And that is where God wants us to be. We spend so much time worried about what we're doing, what we need to do, how we get there, how we produce, how we work, what our hands need to be doing. But we keep putting our hands before our heart. See, Martha sought to serve Jesus's flesh, but Mary served his anointing. So where do you sit? Are you serving God as a figurehead in your life? Just by going through the routines of praying and going to church and reading your Bible? Or are you truly sitting at his feet to establish relationship with him? Because that is the point of elevation. God can't elevate you if you don't truly know him. You can't speak on his behalf if you don't truly know him. Yep, you can read his word and still not understand it. You can hear his voice and still not know what he is truly saying. You have to have relationship in order to get to the point of elevation in God. In order for God to place you in a seat in the throne room. That is only granted when you seek him. It's not about what your hands are doing, how many times you served in the house, if you sit on the usher board, if you if you sing every Sunday, if you if you get in the pulpit and you preach and you show up and you pray for the people and all that is good and well. But do you have a relationship with God, a personal relationship with God? That's what establishes your seat. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. The first thing that you must seek is him, his kingdom, his righteousness. All of those are heart things. And then all these things that you seek will be added unto you. The key to the throne room is relationship. It's a relationship. There are a great many people who have fallen away from the place and the position that God desires for them to be. However, this is a season of realignment for the kingdom of God. And that realignment has everything to do with the posture of the hearts of the people of God before him. You see, many of us have yet to establish said posture. We have been asking God for a seat in the throne room, but have been unwilling to make the sacrifices necessary to take that seat. 
Everyone wants a seat at the table to eat with the father. But they are so busy looking at the feast on the table that they totally miss the fact that all those who sit at the table had a season where they had to seek the host, the Lord of hosts, to receive an invitation to the feast. See, you can't just show up and decide to sit down and expect a plate to arrive with your name on it. You have to have established a relationship to receive an invitation to that table. And it brings me to my next point. We're trying to create our own breakthrough. Exodus 19, 18 through 25 says, Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mountain quaked violently. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him with thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain and Moses went up. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, go down, warn the people so that they do not break through to the Lord to gaze and many of them perish. Also let the priests who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves or else the Lord will break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai for you warned us saying, set bounds about the mountain and consecrate it. Then the Lord said to him, go down and come up again. You and Aaron with you. But do not let the priests and the people break through to come up to the Lord or he will break forth upon them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. So in this passage, just to put it in context, Moses is about to ascend to the mountain of the Lord to encounter him. And God has told Moses, give the people instruction to consecrate themselves and to not force their way upon the mountain to see the Lord, because if they do, the Lord will break out against them. You see, we want to be able to ascend to the mountaintop where God dwells, to the places in the spaces of elevation but we have not consecrated. We have not appropriately established relationship with God. We have not appropriately sacrificed what God needs us to sacrifice. We have not appropriately surrendered. We have not appropriately gotten clean. We have not appropriately brought our hearts to the place of purity so that we can ascend. And God is saying, don't try to create your own breakthrough because that's going to cause me to break out against you. Don't try to break through to get to the place where I am, to force yourself into the place where I dwell. Because if you have not gone through the proper process, if you have not established relationship with me in the proper way, it's going to be detrimental to you. Too many are trying to create their own breakthrough and their own elevation. But God. He is the God of the breakthrough. 
and the people attempted to force their way to see him through his sons and daughters. But the only way to see him is through him. They have leaned on the understanding of man for far too long and not sought after me directly, establishing a personal relationship. And now the middleman must be removed. So it's wonderful for you to hear and listen to your pastor and 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 whoever you're a prophet in your life, the leader, but it doesn't negate the obligation that you have to establish a personal relationship with God. It's not enough just to hear what they are saying. It's not enough just to go to church and say you went and hear the sermon and take notes. Did you go back and apply it to your life? Did you go back and say, God, how do I do this for me? What is it that you want me to do? How do I establish a relationship with you? Help me to find the purpose that you have for my life. The middleman must be removed. You've put too much weight on the word of your pastor. And not enough weight and not enough accountability on yourself to establish a personal relationship with God. 2 Samuel 5, 17 through 21 says, when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek out David. When David heard of it, he went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines came and spread themselves out in the valley of Rephaim. Then David inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. So David came to Baal Perazim and defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore, he named that place Baal Perazim. They abandoned their idols there. So David and his men carried them away. You see, the charge is to point people back to God, not to self for self-gratification and self-elevation. For only God can elevate you. He is the God of the breakthrough. He is the God that will deliver your enemy into your hand. He is the God that will deliver you out of that storm, out of that situation, out of that circumstance. Man cannot deliver you. Your pastor cannot deliver you. The prophet cannot deliver you. Only God can deliver you. They can give you instruction. They can point you in the right direction. But David went directly to God and said, shall I pursue this? God. Shall I pursue this? Will I be successful? And God said, I will give them into your hand. Why? Because God is the God of breakthrough. We cannot create our own breakthrough. Breakthrough comes through relationship. So where is your seat? 
Are you sitting on your high horse with your accomplishments, your worldly accomplishments and your worldly possessions and saying, I've made it? But you haven't allowed God to create the throne for you. So where is your seat? First Corinthians 3, 7 through 8 says, so then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, but each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So here it is. It says that no man who plants or waters your seed is anything, but only God can cause it to grow. And you know what? The one who plants and the one who waters will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So your pastor, your prophet, your spiritual leader, your bishop, whomever, they receive reward according to their labor in your life. You don't receive reward according to their labor. You receive reward according to your labor, your relationship, your seek of God, your righteousness, your walk in the kingdom. Nobody else can bring salvation to you but the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And it's on you. You have to take the accountability to go directly to the Father and establish that relationship that's necessary. You have to choose to take the seat. Nobody else can take the seat for you. You see, Mary and Martha were sisters. They were a part of the same bloodline, but Jesus quickly separates them. And he says, oh, Martha, it's great that you're doing all this work, but your sister has the proper perception. She has the proper posture. She is sitting at the feet. She has chosen something that cannot pass away because the work of your hands can pass away. The seat that you establish for yourself can pass away. The seat that you establish at the feet of God will not pass away. It will continue to produce for you. Why? Because there's wisdom in that seat. Because there's favor in that seat. Because there's overflow in that seat. Because there's abundance in that seat. So your hands can do whatever you think they should be doing. And they can produce. But the harvest produced by your hands is not a limitless harvest. It will run out. When you take the seat that God wants you to take, that harvest is plentiful. That harvest is plentiful and it shall not pass away. It shall never run out. That well shall never run dry. But we're seeking a well that is inevitable to dry up. It's inevitable that what you do with your hands will dry up, but what you do with your heart will not. 
Matthew 9.38 says, therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Are you a worker in his harvest or are you a worker in your own harvest? The Lord can only send you out into his harvest. You can't do that for yourself. So where is your seat? The word also says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. You see, people are trying to reap their own harvest instead of laboring over the harvest of the Lord. A harvest of stuff versus a harvest of souls. A harvest of stuff versus a harvest of wisdom. A harvest of stuff versus a harvest of his spirit. A harvest of stuff versus a harvest of glory. A harvest of stuff versus a harvest of power and authority and his presence. Which one is more valuable? The stuff or the glory or the power or the presence of God? Where do you sit? Are you sitting on the side of stuff that will break and will break down and will pass away and will run out? Or are you sitting on the side of a living well, of the living water, of the living word that will never die? This is a choice that we have to make in this season. And the only way for you to realign with God is to take a seat at his feet. To seek what it is that he desires for you to know, what it is that he desires for you to do. That's the only way to get true understanding. In all you're getting, get understanding. Sit at his feet. So I ask you one more time, where is your seat? Choose wisely in this season because that's the difference between where you are now and where God wants to take you. I pray that this word has blessed you. I pray that it's convicted you into a push to establish a deeper relationship with God and to find the right place to sit. I love you. Chew on this word. Don't take my word for it. Take it back to God. And seek what he wants you to know about it for yourself. I don't want to be the well that you tap into. I want to be the person that points you to establishing your own well with God. Because at the end of the day, I will be rewarded according to my labor. I'm one who plants, I'm one who waters, but only God can cause you to grow. So I'm pointing you back to God. I'm saying to you, don't let me be the final word that speaks. Let him be the final word. I love you. I pray that you have a blessed week. If this word blessed you, If the spirit leads you to sow, 
You may sow at Cash App, dollar sign, War in the Spirit. And I pray that you tune in next week for a fresh word. God bless you. Bye.